That was the best loving I ever had. Me too. That goes triple for me. Word from between the bedsheets just came in. You're good, but you can always do better. We want to hear from all the sex kittens and dirty dogs out there. All the cuddlers, bears, rope tires and biters. Just remember, this is a show for all the lovers, not the fighters. Naughty rude. 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 The show where anyone can have their say. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Naughty Rude Show. I'd like to start off by acknowledging and paying respect to the people of the Woiwurrung and Boonwurrung language groups of the Eastern Kulin Nations, from whose unceded lands uh, the Sin office and studio stand and from which we broadcast, and I'd like to respectfully acknowledge their ancestors and elders. Uh, it is NADOC week, or it is the end of NADOC week, actually, this Sunday, the day we are broadcasting. And in respect of that, we are playing songs uh, only by First Nations artists, and they are some bangers. Uh, since Sweet 16, this past week has also focused on First Nations artists. Who are we, though? We are Zach and Tammy. Hello. Hello. How are you, Zach? I'm good, Tammy. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. I'm excited for a good show and I'm excited to play those bangers that you mentioned because it is true, we are playing nothing but bangers tonight. <laughs> that we are, that we are. So, we have a great show coming up. What we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about some really, really cool stuff. We're going to be talking about sex toys because we love talking about that on the Naughty Rude Show. We're going to be talking about some celeb gossip because we love talking about that on the Naughty Rude Show. We also have a great little interview coming up. Tammy, you spoke to some wonderful people. Could you tell us a little bit about that? I did. I spoke to Chloe and Dante from Scroll, which is a um, youth-led campaign run by eSafety that is all about keeping young people safe online and how to conduct yourself online. And I don't know, it's really cool. It's really, really cool. And we go into a really great detail about that. So stick around and listen to that if you would like. Or of course, you can listen to the full thing on our podcast. Yes. Well, you can't listen to it just yet if you're listening to this live because you have to listen to the show first and also because it's not <laughs> up on the podcast yet, but it will be soon. So stay tuned for that. Just keep in mind though, sometimes things we talk about can be a little heavy so if you want to, you can always contact a helpline. You can contact Beyond Blue at one 224 636 Kids Helpline at one 800 Cure Life Helpline at one 800 527 Please don't hesitate to reach out for help if you need it. Also, make sure you to reach out to us. You know, get in touch with us, because we want you to talk to us. We want company. It's just us two tonight. We're lonely. We, we, we need more people, right? <laughs> So reach out to us on our socials. You can find us at Naughty Rude Sin on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. DM us there. Tell us a story. Ask us a question. Or if you want to stay nice and anonymous because you want to talk about something particularly naughty rude, <laughs> you can go to our Tumblr, which is the thenaughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. You don't need an account. And it is completely anonymous. Also, we aren't medical professionals, so don't ask us for help with, like, rashes and stuff, because we can't, <laughs> pretty much. Ask us for help with, like, uh, what can we help people with? Just mostly cool advice, really. Mostly cool advice. Yeah, mostly cool advice. We can, we can offer advice. some cool advice? We have so much of that. You want us to talk about something? We're great at talking. <laughs> Got a little bit of celebrity gossip, a little bit of celebrity Ooh, drama that I want to talk about to start things gossip. off tonight. Celebrity drama. Let's go. All right. Now, Zach, did you see where celebrity... Celebrity? Musician. Celebrity. Musician is what I meant to say, but instead I said celebrity. I musician... mean, musicians are celebrities. <laughs> okay. Look, you make a point, but 
Um, musician and cool lady Doja Cat um, messaged Stranger Things actor Noah Schnapp about trying to get in with another actor on Stranger Joseph Things. Joseph Quinn, I believe it was. Yes. Who played Eddie Munson in the show, I believe. Mm. Wait, have, have you been you seen... keeping up with all that drama? Uh, I thought you were about to ask me if I've, if I've been keeping up with Stranger Things. Have oh, I well, been that keeping... too. Well, yes to Stranger Things, kind of to the drama. I've okay. heard the drama and it sounded a little too dramatic at times. I was just kind of like, huh? I'm more just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, that's my, my general reaction is just, what? Well, see, How? that's kind of my thing as well, though, because, like, well, I mean, I'm not keeping up to date with Stranger Things, but I have been trying to keep up to date with this drama. But also it's hard to keep up with this drama because a lot of it has been erased from the internet and it's all just um, he said, she said. All right, we should probably probably mm. do a little bit of clarification of what the actual drama is for the people out there who uh, don't care. Um <laughs> And if you don't care, well, too bad. We're talking about it, so deal with it. Uh, so as far as I know, what happened is uh, Doja Cat message Noah Schnapp, who plays Will Byers in Stranger Things, uh, about whether he could like help her slide into Joseph Quinn's DMs. Mm. Now, and then uh, Noah Schnapp proceeded to post about that online and be like, oh, look at what Doja Cat messaged me, something like that. Mm. As to far which, as I can tell, it was a TikTok that he posted, but I cannot tell you anything more about that. To which Doja Cat responded by calling him a snake. Yes. Uh, now, that was via Instagram Live. Now, I'm of the mindset that Noah Schnapp is 17, and I'm not saying mm. what he did was necessarily right, but I am saying that it's kind of understandable in a way that a 17-year-old will share when they got messaged by Doja Cat. Mm. Right? See, exactly. Like- and also, a lot of people are pointing out that, because, by the way, he still hasn't, to my knowledge, has not commented on it. Um, like, commented on being called, like, a snake and all this stuff by Doja Cat after the fact. And so a lot of people are coming to his defence and saying that he probably just thought it was a joke. Maybe. Which I can't blame him because he's 17 and she's 26 and she's Doja Cat. Like, she's got connections. She knows people. Like, it would be so easy for her to just literally Instagram message him and just be like, hello, guy who plays this character on this show. Well, my question is, why did she decide to DM Noah Schnapp and, uh, like, specifically him? Not any of the other older actors on the show or anyone closer to her age or just any of the other... I mean, Noah Schnapp's pretty famous, but other more famous actors or other less famous actors? I don't know. Maybe she did. We don't know. Hmm. But we'll see exactly, because nothing else has been posted about publicly. It's just this. Yeah, it's just, it's just a very, it was a very, like, I'll be honest, I think it's a bit, bit just silly. Hmm. The whole thing feels a little... I think that it's little... definitely being thrown out of proportion. Yeah, like, in my opinion, the whole thing is a bit, um, it's celebrity drama. <laughs> yep. And you know what? That's okay. You know, sometimes celebrities, they're allowed to be dramatic. But at the same time, I'm a little like, okay, what? <laughs> it was very much like when I saw, because I think the way I found out was I saw Noah Schnapp was trending on Twitter, which yeah. Stranger Things Season 4 had pretty much, like, it only ended a like, couple of weeks ago, so that wasn't oh, a huge... Oh, the show ended, ended now. The Season 4 has ended. Oh, okay, yep. There is Sorry, that's so irrelevant. Continue. One more season on the way. <laughs> um... So I was kind of like, okay, this this makes sense. But then I saw why he was trending, and I was like, this does not. Mm. Like, Doja Cat and Noah Schnapp are not 
they don't cross paths in my brain. They feel like they're from two separate realities. Mm-hmm. And Which I think is why he posted about it, though, because he's like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe that she messaged me like she knows who I am. Like, what? Maybe they're close like, friends. Who knows? We well, don't. See, maybe, and maybe this is all a joke because, like, knowing Doja Cat, she has, like, stirred up fake drama before. I'm not aware of any and of so, that. And so, like... This could just be another one of those instances. I don't know. It's all just a fishy situation, but yeah. It's a little bit a little bit bit strange. Get it? Get it? <laughs> it could be stranger. You could even say that the things could be stranger. There could be stranger things. You know what? Are we going to a song now? I'm gonna go to a song Are because I would me? like you to stop talking. Tammy, you have introduced me to a word, to a TikTok trend, because I don't really follow TikTok too much. Ooh. But uh, you've you've introduced me to something, and I'm going to need you to explain it, please. Well, um, firstly, really sad that you're not keeping up with TikTok trends. Um, sometimes you just got to keep up with the youth, and that's how I do it. And how I've been keeping up with the youth this past week was I was introduced to a concept called vabbing. Vabbing is an act where you... You get it's 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 for people with vaginas, and the idea is that you get your fluid from your vagina, and you put it where you would put perfume. So like on your wrists, behind your ears, on your neck, things like that. And the idea behind it is that um, it's going to bring your pheromones to like the surface, and people are going to smell that and be like, oh, pheromones, and then people are just going to be more attracted to you, more drawn to you. So like. Great to do if you're, like, going out for the night trying to find um, a partner. Great if you're, like, I don't know, in a job interview or something. And, like, it's great in, like, a position where you want something, you know? I don't right. know. Now, I don't know, but, yeah, vabbing. Now, I've got the mindset that this sounds strange. <laughs> well, yes. Like, you are not wrong there. It is a bit of a concept. It's so... Again, I've only just heard about this today, so I'm still new to uh, vabbing, as you've put it. But I don't know what putting that on yourself is really going to accomplish. At least in a second, putting enough for the smell to be noticeable. Mm, Well, that's the thing, though, because I feel like if it is normal to have a bit of a scent down there, but like... For it to be enough of a scent to make it do anything, I feel like you'd be in, like, dangerous territory or maybe something would be wrong. I don't know. But then again, maybe I just don't know because you don't smell pheromones. Like, you don't smell a pheromone and you're like, yeah, that's a pheromone. Yeah, you're not supposed to be able to actually smell them. Mm. I don't know what to make of this, though. Part of me is just, like, it would feel weird, right? Yeah, see, I was thinking about how it just sounds a little bit invasive in the sense that, like... You know, not, not everyone wants to touch touch my fluids, you know? Like, no. I can't blame them for that. But then again, it is just on myself and in areas that, you know, people potentially wouldn't touch me. But, like, I don't know. But, like, what if you want to have I a handshake know. with someone? Well, you'd wash your hands afterwards. But you put it on your wrists. True. What if it's, like, a, See, business, it a, if it's like a, a business handshake where they, like, reach for the whole arm? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I don't know. I don't know. I would personally like to see if there is much um, medical 
evidence? Well, I did do a little bit of research after you brought the topic to my attention. I read an ABC article where uh, they basically said that no, mm. there's no research. <laughs> but, but... No research that exists or no research that is... Um, claiming that it does anything. No research claiming that it does anything. Okay, yeah. But, or at least no research claiming that, like, pheromones do anything. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Or at least in that way, yeah. Yeah, but it did also say that what could be happening is the placebo effect, where Mm. if you think, I smell sexy from my juices, then, oh boy, you're going to be confident. I hate the way that you phrase that. I hate the way that I phrase that too. Sexy from Medusas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's what I said and that's what I'm sticking with. <laughs> Am I wrong? Is is that not the point? Look, you did hit the nail on the head, but I don't know. I think that it makes absolute sense that it's a placebo effect thing. I think that it's so easy for you to just walk around and be like, yeah. Everyone's so attracted to me because I vabbed this morning. Also, sorry, this is just a side tangent, but when I was reading the article, it said that vabbing is uh, a combination of the words vagina and dabbing. And <laughs> I know it means dabbing is into like dab on a product, but... But you were thinking dabbing oh, on the haters? yeah, I was yeah. thinking dabbing on the haters. <laughs> and now that just sounds like a sex position. Vagina I was dabbing. Say. That's a move. Oh. That's a move. Oh, here at the Naughty Root Show, we're we're inventing. (laughs) (laughs) Don't dab on, dab on the dab on the lovers, not the haters. (laughs) Oh dear, dear, dear. Hmm. Uh, You also raised a point that I just want to bring into discussion. Is there a male equivalent or like an equivalent if you've got a penis? Oh my god, true. And I really don't want to think about that equivalent anymore. So I brought it up, and I want to shut it down already. Exactly. I don't know. Maybe it is just because I'm a woman where I think that, like, vabbing is, like, something that's, like, eh, but, like, kind of harmless. But then, like, I think about a male doing an equivalent and I'm like, mm, nah, that crosses a line for me. Do you feel the same way or different? I mean, I still think, like, vabbing is harmless mostly. I'm kind of just, like... I don't why? Really, I don't really, yeah, I'm more like, why? I'm not yeah. like, that's disgusting. I'm more just kind of, like... Why? Mm. Like, if it works, all right. But I just don't (laughs) see how it would work. And I don't know why you would, like, why that was an option. Like, who thought, I want to feel sexy tonight, and then vabbed? Yeah. Also, who invented the term vabbed? Because I'm loving that. But um, (laughs) the the, the penis equivalent, look, Mm. I have a penis, Mm -hmm. and... I'm going to go out and say that sounds pretty gross. Yeah. <laughs> sounds pretty gross. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to mm. add that I'm definitely a very much a, I'm a very clean person. I'll wash my hands like way more than I really probably have to, but I do it anyway because I'm just like, no, I need to be clean. Um, but I think even if I wasn't, I'd still think it sounds gross. It's just, it's just one of those mm. things, and I'm like, that's just a little funky. Mm. And I will say this. I, I don't know what vaginas smell like. Haven't smelt one in my time. Uh, haven't had a good whiff of one. Haven't had a good whiff of one. <laughs> <laughs> haven't been vabbed on before, you know? <laughs> um, oh, my God, hold on. Do you reckon it works, like, vice versa? Like, 
Like, you are somebody that does not have a vagina. Like, what if somebody with a vagina vabbed on you? Oh. Do you reckon people would be drawn to you or nah? Do you reckon they'd be like, nah, the pheromones are different, it's all wrong? Yeah, would I be throwing the world off balance? Yeah. Or would I be too powerful? (laughs) Would I be too attractive if I did that? (laughs) Or would I just be really attractive? Would I just really confuse a bunch of straight people because they'd be like, man, this guy's pheromones (laughs) are doing it for me, but they really shouldn't be. Damn. I think we've opened a bit of a can of worms here, man. I don't know. You know how I said there's not a lot of research on it? Yeah. I think we're doing research now. We're theory crafting. <laughs> this is a hypothesis. <laughs> We've got the hypothesis a Bruin. The difference... Oh, what know. was the Mythbusters quote? There's a Mythbusters quote. Uh, the difference between science and mucking around is writing everything down. <laughs> so I'm just going to start writing... So as long as I write down hypothesis, vab on self, profit, then <laughs> I think we're in the clear. Oh, we're doing dear. science. I don't know, man. Tammy, who did you talk to? <laughs> it's so weird to go from talking about vabbing to talking about this. It because is. this is actually really cool. This is, um, I got to talk to Chloe and Dante from Scroll, um, which is a brand new campaign by um, eSafety. And it's all about um, Gen Z, talking to Gen Z, talking about online safety. And yeah, it was great. We got to have a really good chat. Um, a big point that I think we made during our chat was that a lot of people look at Gen Z as like, also is it Gen Z or Gen Z? I flop between them two. I mean, it's Australia. Australia is generally Z. Yeah, but it feels weird. I don't but know. it does feel weird saying Gen Z. Right? That's anyway, my thing. Anyway, generation, the last letter of the <laughs> alphabet. Generation us. That one. Well, the really cool thing that we got to talk about is that a lot of people look at us as digital natives because we are digital natives, realistically. We have grown up with the internet. the internet, right? Yes. But just because that, there are still things that obviously go wrong and a lot of us aren't equipped with the right tools um, to, you know, fix everything when everything goes wrong because we are being taught about the internet and e-safety and things from a generation that just doesn't understand it. So, yeah, we got to have a really cool chat about e-safety and all of that really cool stuff. So... Yeah. I think we're going to have to play a bit of that chat now, so you'll be able to catch a little bit of that. Just keep in mind that uh, this does contain some pretty heavy discussions topic or, uh, discussions around image-based abuse, uh, so if anything in this interview is triggering, you can contact Beyond Blue at 1-300-224-636, Kids Helpline at 1-800-55-1800, or QLife Helpline at 1-800-184-527, and just keep that in mind that it is a bit more some sensitive content. But I think for now, uh, we'll go to the interview. Keep in mind, uh, you'll also be able to catch the full thing on the podcast very soon. If you're listening to this live, at least, you'll be able to catch it in a couple days. If you're listening to it on the podcast, you'll be able to catch it uh, probably two days ago. (laughs) Yeah, now. Now, yeah. So listen to it. You have no excuse. If you're listening to to this episode podcasted, you have literally no excuse. I'm sorry. Finish listening to this episode, then listen to this interview. That's... I'm telling you what to do. I'm not giving you a choice. <laughs> but it is a good choice because we do talk about a lot of really cool things that I think give a lot of really good tools to people. If it doesn't help you, it might help someone you know. So go have a listen. Here is a snippet. I have the pleasure of being joined by Chloe and Dante from Scroll. Hello. How are you? Hello. How's it going? How <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. 
So e-safety is a major issue in today's online world. In recent times, online abuse reports from young people are coming in more and more. Um, in an effort to combat the issues, Australia's e-safety commissioner has collaborated with Gen Z collaboratives to launch Scroll. Um, so we are joined by Chloe and Dante. Guys, can you tell me exactly what is Scroll? Um, well, Scroll is a it's an online platform that we've built um, that is like backdoor, like powered by eSafety, but it's all about um, young people talking to young people and kind of young people uh, getting together all this information and, and coming together to really create a platform where young people can like speak with their peers and learn from their peers um, and this kind of community where it doesn't feel like you're being talked down to and it doesn't feel like you're being scared. It's, it's like very... Uh, the people who are giving you this advice and who are giving you this information get it as much as you do. Beautiful. Cool. Now, a big focus for you guys is on image-based abuse. So what exactly do you mean by that? What Can you give us some examples of what image-based abuse could include? Um, yeah, so image-based abuse could be anything from someone threatening to send um, nude photos or videos, basically anything where the consent of the person pictured um, is not being considered and it's going to be shared um, without their consent. So it really can... Um, come in a, a variety of many different forms, but typically it is um, in things like sharing um, or threatening to send um, like privately shared nudes and things like that. Okay, yeah. And I think that what people don't uh, don't kind of get, we say image-based abuse and people immediately think of nudes, but it's even stuff like um, if your religion requires you to wear like a like a headpiece or something and you've been ta- had a photo with that taken off, that's image-based abuse, that categorised oh, under true. the same thing in e-safety's terms, like that's the exact same thing. If um, people have photoshopped you onto something, like photoshopped you onto like a naked body or something like that, that's also image-based abuse and shared that around. So it's all the, it's kind of images shared without your consent, um, that kind of stuff all runs under image-based abuse. Well, wow, that is so interesting. I've never thought of that from the religious perspective that you've just provided an example for. I was thinking a lot more of like, because I know that when I was a teenager, um, me and my friends made memes of each other yeah. and like things like that. And that was all in good jest yeah. and like in a friendly yeah, manner. There's levels, but, obviously. Yeah. 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 I was thinking in that kind of regard. How interesting. Okay. So when I think about e-safety, I often think about the victims But I think it's important to acknowledge that a lot of the perpetrators are also kids, also Gen Z. Why do you think that it, like, why do you think that people resort to online bullying, online harassment, um, image abuse, things like that? I think that um, especially, like, in the case of perpetrators, especially young people, it comes to young groups of male teens. And generally in those groups, um, especially surrounding image-based abuse and kind of online hate, um, it's this kind of toxic masculinity boys club culture of trying to impress the boys or trying to impress your mates and everybody in those groups are doing you know more and more outrageous stuff and more and more disgusting behaviour to try and impress their mates or try and one-up other guys in the group when in reality none of the guys in the group actually wholeheartedly believe what they're doing is right just believe that the other people think it's cool and everybody's thinking that. So nobody's actually within them, like individually, because this happens. You can talk to young people individually. And I think that um, you can 
it, like people talk to their son and be like, my son would never do that because they talk to their son and be like, would you ever? And their son individually is like, no, I would never do that. Da, da, da. But when they're within that group, um, they're doing it to impress the other people within the group you know, coming from a place of insecurity, they're trying to find their place in the world. It's, you know, you're a teenager, you're trying to find that place. And that's that's kind of where it comes from. So if these guys, especially like if you're, if you're a young male listening, and I don't know how many listeners you have that are kind of high school age young males, it's that, just take that second of questioning to be like, hey, like none of us actually think this is cool. Everybody <laughs> is just trying to impress each other. Like, how about we do that a different way? <laughs> or how about let's like, like let's just have this conversation. It's it's just have the conversation. Sit down and have the conversation. Be like, is this really okay? Mm. No, it's probably not. And like, would if you had to sit down with your mum and talk about it like this, would your mum be happy? No, she would not. So like, mm. like what are we doing? Like, and it's and it's always it's always within the group. So I think if the younger, if we can equip, um, especially young males with this with this knowledge and the effects and kind of how to combat this stuff and they can start having these more open conversations with their mates, I think it will create a more positive environment for everybody. Mm. And I think, yeah, just adding to that also, I think it's really important for young men especially to hold their friends accountable. Um, Like if if you know that, you know, they're speaking inappropriately or sharing inappropriate things, no matter what it is, it's really important that that kind of behaviour is kind of called out at the source. Mm. And and often it's most powerful when it is, you know, from people in their circle. Um, So, yeah, I think just to add to that, it's another really important thing um, for young men to feel comfortable um, to, yeah, call out that behaviour where they can. Mm, Absolutely. Particularly since it... Because when I think of, again, when I think of, like, online harassment and, you know, that whole ballpark, I think of it being malicious, but this doesn't really sound like it's malicious. It's just trying to fit in, but it's just obviously not the right way to go about fitting in. No. And Hmm. it it all comes... It's so... It is really sad because it comes from a place of insecurity. It comes from a place of this toxically masculine culture that we've built up where, like... You know, the man has to be big, strong, da-da-da-da-da. Um, and so that to appear that way to their friends, they feel like they have to put other people down to appear larger than they are, when in reality, every single one of your friends, the one, the ones who demonstrate this behaviour, are doing the exact same thing as you are, and they just they will go home and they'll be like, that probably wasn't okay once you're by mm. yourself. And you're all thinking that. So mm. just <laughs> sit down <laughs> and have the conversation because I can guarantee you that every single one of you is like, this probably isn't that cool, but, like, it's it's them or it's me, so I guess I have to do this to survive in the group. Da-da-da. It's like, dude, everybody's thinking that. Just sit and conversate and, like... <laughs> Literally <laughs> communicate. Just, yeah, just a bit of communication and, and everything will be okay. <laughs> so that was a sneak peek of my chat with Chloe and Dante from Scroll. Um, Very good little chat. Very good little chat, but... Again, because there was some heavier stuff there, feel the need to reach out. Please reach out to a helpline. Contact Beyond Blue at one three hundred two two four six three six. Kids Helpline at one eight hundred five five one eight hundred. Q Life Helpline at one eight hundred one eight four five two seven. Reach out for help if you feel you need it. If you have a question, hit us up at the Naughty Rude Show forward slash ask. You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show here on Sin, where we play nothing but bangers. We also talk about nothing but banging. <laughs> I realised where I was going with that before I actually said it. It actually worked, though, so oh, like, I'll take so it. it so well. Um, I'm Zach. I'm joined by Tammy. And speaking of banging, we're about to get into a very, very um, <laughs> naughty, rude, naughty, rude little little talk break here. 
Uh, I've got a little little quiz for you, Tammy. Mm. I've got a list, and uh, thank Cosmopolitan for this list of uh, 101 sex-related terms you should know and understand. Oh. I want to see how many you know and or understand. I'm really keen to see how this goes. I'm not very hopeful, but I'm excited nevertheless, you know. That's good. That's good. Mm. You should be excited. Now, just keep in mind <laughs> that I'm going to be saying a lot of very, very naughty, rude words in the next uh, seven to ten minutes. I'm not going to go through everything on the list because it's a long list and mm. some of the words are pretty obvious. Yeah, this is just a best of. This is a best of mm. and a, hey, that one's kind of funny list. So uh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's just uh, let's start off with a simple one. We actually spoke about this earlier. I just want to see if you can remember it. What does allosexual mean? <laughs> uh, okay, we did talk about this. I can tell you that allosexual is the opposite of an asexual. Yes. But I think that it's just really funny because it starts with an A, but I like to think of it starting with an E. So it's like, hello, mate. I'm an allosexual. Like- <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, it makes sense in my mind. Ma- now, this is man. one that I did ask you during the music break, and you actually didn't know what it meant. Mm. Uh, and I never actually told you what it meant. And I was really surprised that you didn't know what this one means, because I feel like I hear this term a lot. Mm-hmm. Bareback. I, I, I don't know what Do it you means. Take a guess? I, I imagine that it's doing something bareback. Yeah, what do you, what do you think it <laughs> means? Okay. What's your definition? My definition would be fully, fully nude. This is not a clothed sex act. And it would be probably something from behind. Hmm, it's I don't not. Know, man. What is it? It is having sex without a condom. Oh, oh sorry. Did you think bear is in bear is in the animal or bear is no. in? Okay. So I wanted to check that. I was thinking bear is in bear naked. Yeah, bear is in bear naked. Uh, but yes, having sex without a condom, which we don't really condone here on the Naughty Root Show, use protection. Yes. It's very good and fun and safe. Yes. Uh, there are phenomenal forms of contraception out there, but nothing that can keep the STDs away. So yes. Get your condoms, kids. Get your condoms. (laughs) Different sizes, different materials. They are phenomenal. All right. Now, this one, I mean, I feel like I'm not going to ask for a definition. I just want to know if you can name what each part of the acronym is. And it's a very common acronym. But do you know what each letter of BDSM stands for? Oh, (laughs) Okay. um, (laughs) This is so embarrassing. Um. Because I thought S&M for a really long time meant sex and magic. I don't know where I got that from. <laughs> I don't know where I got that from. So um, I do know now that um, I'm pretty sure the B is bondage. Yep. The D would be domination. Yeah, well, kind of. It's dominance. Ah. The only other word that was coming was Dalmatian. It's not Dalmatian. <laughs> it's not Dalmatian. <laughs> um. S is sad- sadism or whatever it is, and then the M is masochism, right? You're very close. See, the problem is, and this is why it was a trick question, BDSM is actually a mixture of a few different acronyms. Oh! So B stands for bondage. D is discipline and dominance. Oh! S is submission and sadism. And oh. M is masochism. Oh! Yes. Oh, see, none of it's sex and magic, though, so... No, none of it is sex and magic. <laughs> All right. Blue balls. Oh my god. Um, not real. Um, blue balls is when you like y- you get a bit excited and then you can't act on it. Kind of. It's actually <laughs> so actually is real. Is um, it real? If you are very aroused and mm-hmm. you can't really do anything about it, 
Mm. Uh, it actually can cause pain. Damn. And the blue Is balls- it a medical issue, though, or does it just cause pain? Uh, well, it's not really an issue in the sense that it's not actually dangerous or anything like that. Mm. It's not actually... It's, it's just very uncomfortable. Okay. Oh, I mean, I'm assuming everyone. I'm assuming everyone feels it to varying degrees because everyone is like different. So, hmm. you know, some people probably get it worse than others. But yeah, the discomfort is very much real, and that's it. Specifically refers to this discomfort, not just not being able to act on it. Mm. If that makes sense. Damn. And if you do ever have anyone telling you that you need to do things because they have blue balls, um, just please keep in mind that you never have to do anything that no, you don't you want don't to do. No, you don't ever have to do anything that you do not want to do. That is the most context I've ever heard that term be used. I have not is... heard it in that context. And oh, that is a really, 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 really shitty context. Yeah. Very unfortunate, but it is what it is. Shall we jump ahead to the next next one? Yes. Uh, let's get something a bit more naughty rude. <laughs> I'm assuming you'll. I mean, you'll probably know this one. Mm. Uh, cowgirl. <laughs> it is a sex position where um, the person with the vagina is on top, riding the person with the penis. Basically, I mean, we're not going to describe because I mean, it's it's audio. We can't really describe what things look like. Mm. But like, yeah, it's just a sex position. We'll mm. just we'll just go with that. Crowd favorite. Crowd not fav- to be confused with the reverse cowgirl, which is when you face the other way. <laughs> Let's move on. Edging. <laughs> edging is when you... It's hard to, like, get all the words, you know? Edging is when you are doing stuff and you're getting true climax, but you're not climaxing. Yeah, so it's delaying yeah. an orgasm. Yeah. And it can help make orgasms more intense. Mm. At least that's the theory behind it. Mm. And it's just a bit of fun, really. Bit of fun? So try something <laughs> new, you know? Add it to your, add it to your, add it to your masturbation routine. Try something new. Hmm. Also, we're not here is... to like bang it out quickly. Like take, take your time. Also, side, fun. side tangent. While we're talking about words, mm. do you say masturbation or masturbation? I say masturbation. I don't know which one it actually is. I hear people say different ones all the time. Yeah, I and don't know which one it is. So yeah, I don't know which one it is, and yeah. it's it bugs me now because I've started saying masturbation sometimes, but I still say masturbation most of the time. <laughs> but now I like. I won't say in any specific context. It's just in a sentence. I'll just say, yeah, because I talk about masturbation a lot. Like that. I didn't mean to say it that way just then. I just did. It's like castle and castle. I, I have never <laughs> heard anyone say castle outside of the context of chess. What do you mean? I only ever hear people say castle. Well, you have not spoken to me, my friend. I'm a castle lady. <laughs> oh, God. Well, we don't talk about castles and castles here. We talk about the next word I'm going to give you. <laughs> uh, what is... What is the Mile High Club? The Mile High Club is people who are really into having sex on aeroplanes. Don't have to necessarily be into it. It's just you are considered well, part of the Mile High Club yeah. if you've had sex on an aeroplane. Mm. Uh, we've gone for a while, so we'll do we'll do one more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me just let me just find stump out. me, stump me, come on. Oh, I've never even heard of this. Oh God, this one is the naughtiest and rudest one yet. You've Best been you've been warned, people. <laughs> what is a pearl necklace? <laughs> I had never heard of this one. I was just going through this list and saw this. I've heard of this one. This was a common nineties term. Really? Yeah, I feel like it's faded out a lot, but I know it because of a lot of nineties media because it's referred to a lot. Really? Yes. A pearl necklace is um when you have a partner ejaculate over your neck region and you are wearing a pearl necklace. 
I'd never heard that. Mm. The more you know. See, now we're all learning things. <laughs> we're all learning words. This is why you have to learn your slang because the slang, yeah. Mm. I think we, I think we call it there though. You know, I think that's a, that's a lot of words. You did well. I mean, you got most of them, I or at least you got than pretty pretty close to most of them. Yeah. To be fair, I didn't even know some of them, so that's on me. All learning, learning for all of us. Learning for all of us. We can definitely come back to this at some point in the future. I agree. I would love to do that. I would love to have a quiz show where we all have to guess. But oh, that'd be fun. Naughty Rude, future future content quiz show. Stay tuned for it on the podcast. I'm joking, it's not actually on the podcast. It might be in the future. <laughs> and by in the future, I mean some indeterminate point in the future. Hola, hola. How are you feeling? I'm feeling nice. I'm feeling, feeling good. good. I'm feeling excited about what we're going to be talking about next. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting little one. It's um, discussions around sex with the family. Mm. And I think Let me rephrase meaning- that. Discussions around talking about sex <laughs> With your family. Mm. And I think that we were thinking a little bit deeper than, like, the, the birds and the bees talk. Like yeah, not just like... the talk, but, like, did, is sex something that your family just talks about? Do you talk about your, not just your relationships, but specifically sexual relationships with family? Mm. And how, how close are people willing to get? Because yeah. I would say that I have quite a a good relationship with my family in the sense that, like, we do have, like, solid boundaries, but, like... We've gotten pretty deep. Like, we've talking about some interesting things. I don't know. Yeah, for me, I mean, don't talk about sex around my family much, if at all. Because mm. it doesn't come up or because they wouldn't feel comfortable or you wouldn't feel comfortable or... All three. I will mm. say, I will say, since joining the show, it has come up more often mm. um, by borderline necessity. Yes. And also me asking them for content. Mm. And if you have ideas for content that you want to submit to us, you can do that through <laughs> the naughtyrootshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. Anyway, That was on. such a smooth little segue, but also so true. Please, please do. Yeah, we're desperate. <laughs> no, we're not that desperate. We're a little desperate. It's just kind of nice to know what the people listening to us want us to talk about. What so. do you want? Anyway, let's actually get back on with the conversation. Mm. So, yeah, we don't really talk about it a lot. Part of it for me personally is that... It was always... So I have older sisters, Mm. and I do kind of distinctly remember... Not that much older, but I do kind of distinctly remember when I was younger, if they were ever talking about their periods, it was always like, oh, we can't talk about that around Zach. Ah, okay. So so there was always that when I was younger, which, I mean, now they talk about them in front of me because nobody cares. Mm. Um, But I do think that there's still sort of... It's kind of shaped how we have discussions around sex, it's very much sort of a little bit spoken around rather than just spoken about. Yeah. That's a really good way of putting it. Because I do know, like, I've got some friends who are very, like, you know, their families will talk about anything. They're just very open, very, like, they just have very casual discussions about it. It's not, like, it's just normal. Yeah. But then I also know some families who, like, even what my family talk about, which isn't much at all, would still be too much. Mm. So it really does depend. Yes. What about yourself? Like, like, do you find because you're living with a roommate at the moment, right? Yes. Is it different to when you're living with your family? Mm, yes, I would say so. Definitely, yes. Because I don't know. My family has been quite open in like the clinical sense about like sex, about like 
reproduction and like health and human development, like that kind of stuff. But when it came to like being a teenager and sneaking out and doing things and having friends that are doing things and everything along that nature, it was very hush hush. Shh, don't talk about it, but also don't do it, and like things kind of like that. Um, and I had a lot of friends growing up who were the complete opposite, which was great because it was great to have like that adult kind of role in my life that wasn't shunning me or telling me that I couldn't do things, but was there to offer like actual support and guidance and advice and I don't know, all of that perspective from an adult point of view. And so I fought really hard to have that kind of relationship with my parents, um, which has definitely taken a lot of time and particularly since moving out of home has like helped me get to that point. Right. But yeah, it's, yeah, still is a boundary of... We wouldn't go past a certain topic, but also, like, still can talk about a lot of really cool things. Yeah. I mean, I, for <laughs> one, like, I think boundaries are fine. It, actually, I think boundaries are quite good. Um, exactly. There are... Everyone has boundaries, and it's cool to respect them. And boundaries with family, I think, are pretty... They're both very difficult and, I think, very important. Yes. Which is, is a tough one, because it's like... You, especially, like, look, I live with my family at the moment, so for someone like me, it's like I see them all the time. Mm. Of course I'm going to talk to, about my life, but there are times when it's like, well, maybe we don't need to talk about this. Maybe <laughs> maybe we don't. Just maybe. Mm. Got, I can have a couple of little secrets here or there. Mm. And mm. I think that's fine. Exactly. Bandra's you don't cool. need to be able Bandra's to tell. Great. Like, it's nice to be able to tell someone everything, but I think even if you are able to, yeah, it doesn't mean that you should. It doesn't mean does not necessarily that you should, but doesn't mean you should feel like you have to. Yeah, I guess. Like, mm. even if you're like, okay, I know that this person wouldn't care. I know that my like parents wouldn't care if I spoke about this. If you don't want to, I think that's fine. Exactly. I pers- I agree with that quite strongly. And, yeah, I don't think that it necessarily has to be in a family sense either. That can just be within yeah. anyone's sense. Like, even if you're, like, super-duper close with, like, your friends, if you don't feel the need to tell them about everything, then, like, you don't have to, like... Yeah. I don't know. And I know some people are just less comfortable talking about sex. Hmm. Both, like, within and without their family. Like, mm-hmm. in all sorts of dynamics, they just don't like it. Exactly. I, I used to be that sort of person. Like, possibly a little bit too much when I was much younger. Um <laughs> But, yeah, it, it was something that I kind of grew out of around my friends, more so than around my family. Mm. It's something that it's just, it's just, in my opinion, I'm just like, I just don't have to. That's fair. That's totally fair. If you feel like you don't have to, then, like, you don't have to. I, I think what would be kind of interesting to look at is also just broaching the actual subject. It's like, what do you want to talk about and why? Like, do you want to talk yeah. about your relationship? Are you having like relationship drama that you want to discuss or are you talking more in the sexual health terms? Mm. Because I think talking about sexual health, like talking about that with family would be very different, I think, to just talking about, I mean, having sex, like talking about your <laughs> partners with them. No, exactly. And I'm pretty sure that's where my family draws the line. Right. Mm. So we all know it exists. It happens behind closed doors, but, like, are we going to get into the nitty-gritty details? Mm, probably not. No. Mm. Not, not needed. Yes. The most close and personal I think I have got with my parents about sex 
was there was a time in my life where I was told by an ex-partner that I should probably go get tested for STDs, oh. um, which was all well and good. I went to my normal doctor who um, used to do it, um, went through the whole motions. It was quick. It was easy. It always is. Um, everyone should please go get tested because it's, it's easy and it's good. But um, <laughs> And it's good. It's a really fun day out, guys. Shout out to STD testing. Yeah. But yeah, went, did it, wasn't able to book an appointment to go back to get the results. So I was like, it's fine. You guys can just call me, right? And they were like, no, we don't do that anymore. I was like, but you've done it before. And they're like, no, you need somebody, like you need to come in. And I was like, well, can I get someone to come in on my behalf? And they were like, yeah, no, that's fine. So I got mum to do it. I got my mum to go (laughs) to the doctors for me and tell me whether I had chlamydia or not. Did you? And I did not. Hey. Which is very exciting, but. I don't know. It was just nice to be able to be that close and personal, particularly because it was like a health-related thing. Yeah. And like, I don't know. And, and medical stuff, it's like it's important to know about kind of as soon as possible as well. Mm. So I think in that regards, that's really like understandable and also very much shout-outs to your mum for doing that because that's important. She is a cool lady. Shout-outs, mum. We've left our spiciest topic, I think, for the end, though. So. Oh, this is not the spiciest topic. We had the whole definitions. That was much spicier than this we'll get, I think. But this yeah, is but still this is spicy. a real, real world spicy. You know, real, real life examples, true. real life true, true, issues, true, true, true. real life issues, real life examples. This is spicy. Mm. This is. Where do you keep your sex toys? Because me and Zach were having a bit of a bit of a chat, and we were talking about all of the friends that we have like been into their rooms, and we've found just paraphernalia out in the open just well i was just talking about a time i went to a friend's place and uh they just had a bottle of lube under their bed now i didn't Mm. say anything Uh, i didn't i didn't bring it up because that would be weird Uh, and i was only there for like a quick little errand but i was just kind of like do you know what's there and also it was there in a way that it was either they found it realized oh shit i need to hide this and just shoved it under their bed or they had just used it and had just thrown it under their bed after using it. I don't know which it was. Which it was either a quick cleanup or a complete oversight. One of the two. Or it just got knocked there. Like, it could have just gotten knocked there. Yeah. But I was just like, that, that's... I mean, lube isn't necessarily a sex toy, but it's related. Um, it's in the realm. But yes. Uh, <laughs> and there was also a time I went to a friend's place and uh, she may have forgot to put her vibrator away. It was just kind of sitting on her bedside table. Again, didn't say anything. And it wasn't, like, obtrusive. Mm. It was just kind of like, that's a vibrator. <laughs> yep. There it is. There it is. Out in the open, just breathing. But you know what? Some people are fine with it because some people don't care. See, and I'm... you know what? More power to them. <laughs> I'm pretty cool with it because my housemates have always been really cool with it. Like, literally, I went into my housemate's room the other day um, because the cat wouldn't hang out with me and he was just in her room. Oh. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go hang out with the cat. And I felt really guilty about it because, like, I just feel weird about going into people's rooms when, like, they're not there and, like, yeah, I get that. things like that, you know. So, anyway, she comes home from work and I'm like, look, sorry, I was in your room today. Um, I was cuddling the cat on your bed um, because I was sad and I wanted him and he didn't want me. And she was like, um, oh, dude, that's fine. Um, there was, like, a massive dildo on the bed, though, so <laughs> sorry. Did you even see it when you went in? No. And that was my thing. I was like, where was it? Like, was the cat sleeping on it? Is he oh, okay? God. Like, Oh, God. I don't know, but see, vice versa, like, we've got a thing going where, like, one day I had one of my toys that was out and used and dirty, and it was just on the floor of my room because I'm a grot, um, and my room was just not clean in general because I'm a grot, and um, 
Yeah, we had some maintenance guys come over to our house that we are renting and no one told me about it. Um, The person who received the email forgot to tell everybody. So I just was up at work, got up nice and early in the morning to go to work, um, didn't bother to clean my room because I didn't know until I got a message halfway through the day that was like, oh, yeah, by the way, um, these maintenance guys are coming. And I'm like, oh, yeah, cool, whatever. My room's a mess, though. (laughs) Ha ha, sorry, guys. Like, eh didn't think of it because I forgot. Um, I get home from work and my housemates are like, yeah, dude, that was out um, and we had to hide it um, and they might have seen it, but we tried to be as discreet as we could and I was like, damn, that is friendship. Shout out, yeah, shout out to them for covering <laughs> your back. That is friendship. Just, just phenomenal. Phenomenal effort from them, to be honest, but yeah. But where do you normally keep it when it's not on the floor? <laughs> Or any any sex toys or sex paraphernalia, as you said. See, here's the thing. A lot of people say the top drawer, right? That's yep. like a common thing. I'm not. I'm the bottom drawer. The bottom drawer. I'm a bottom drawer lady. Wow. You're mm. such a bottom. <laughs> <laughs> you knew that was coming, right? True. I should have thought about that more, shouldn't I? I should have. No. Oh. Well, where do you keep them then? Top drawer. Oh, so you're a top. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay, so when I first bought uh, condoms and lube, I kept that in the bottom drawer. That was shoved behind because I keep like socks and jocks in there. Mm-hmm. Was shoved behind all those, way out of the way. Well, see, that uh, was my next point: is like how 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 much do we hide it in the drawer, or is it just there? So that the, those were very hidden in the drawer. They were like way at the back, and it's like anyone who opens this and manages to see those means that they were taking out my underwear and socks. And <laughs> why were they doing that? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but now they're actually much less hidden. Uh, they're still pretty mm-hmm. hidden though. So top drawer. One of uh, most of my stuff is in a like a um, oh what's it called like a bathroom bag. What are they called? Toiletries bag. It's in like a toiletries bag. Mhm, mhm. Uh, except for one thing that doesn't fit in there, mm-hmm. and that's just kind of in the drawer. But okay. it's it's a very sort of discreet looking thing. Also, I want to throw it out because I hate it. It's Aww. terrible. I used it like twice and was like, wow, this is bad. That's um, so sad. It's the first one I bought as well. Aww. I think I've mentioned this in the past. Damn. But yeah. So. That's, That's so sad. But the yeah, but the others are in like a toiletries bag. So anyone who opens the drawer and then opens the toiletries bag, it's like, okay, what did you expect? <laughs> what did you think was in there? No, see, I I kind of like that though because like toiletries bag. Yeah. You know what you're getting. Plus, it means I can keep all my like all the cleaning products and stuff in the same spot. Mm. It means I'm not looking for one bottle somewhere and one bottle somewhere else. Mm. Yeah, it's just very easy. See, I had an ex-partner who they kept their toys um, on the top shelf in their wardrobe in a um, one of those green reusable shopping bags, like okay. the bright green ones. And I was always like, that's so genius, but not because you look at it and you're like, oh, yeah, it's just a shopping bag. Yeah. But also you look at it and you're like, oh, yeah, that's just a shopping bag. Yeah. Like if you pick it up and you go through it, like they're, they're just there. Yeah. Like it's not a double bag situation. Like they're just there <laughs> in the green shopping bag. It's smart, but it feels like it could go wrong. Exactly. Here's the thing. Okay, when I say go wrong, I mean, like, I don't think anyone finding sex toys is honestly that big a deal because mm. most people probably won't care. Mm. Everybody also, just thinks about I think people will own. care too much. So, yeah, I, I do get it. I did keep one of the toys, the one I don't, the one I don't like, in my wardrobe for a little bit. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, then it got moved to top shelf because... or top drawer. promoted. Yeah, but I also I want to move it to the bin, <laughs> so I want to demote it about as far as it can go. Ah, oh, true. Yeah. 
That's so sad. You know, uh, what actually brought this conversation on uh, when we were talking earlier during the songs, or before the show started, actually, is uh, I have an enigma. I don't know how I'm going to throw out... So, sex toys came in a box, obviously. (laughs) And the problem is, I do not know how to dispose of this box without other people seeing it. Mm. So, it's just been sitting under my bed for close to a year. Mm, I reckon you just got to own it, man. Just it's lived. If there. anyone's snooping through the bin, quite honestly, that's their own fault. I know, but it's here's the thing: unless I have something else that I can throw, because it's recycling. I don't want to put it in the normal bin. I don't want to wrap it in a plastic <laughs> bin bag. I care about the environment too much. To, I care about the environment too much to disguise my efforts that much. Mm. Um, but it means I'll have to throw in the recycling bin and. That means that in order for it to not be seen, I'll have to have more recycling to put on top of it. But recycling is not that easy to come by. I can't just get cardboard. I mean, actually, I could just find cardboard probably, but still. Maybe what I need Mm. to do is I need to order something else so that I can put the sex toy boxes into that one's box, and then I can throw that box out. Mm. Or is that way too convoluted, and am I overthinking it, and will no one actually look and or care? I think that you're overthinking it, definitely. But Wow. See, there is another option which has just come to mind right now where you could just not dispose of it at your, like, family home. Yeah. And you can take it out in public. But the downside of taking it out in public is that people might just see you disposing of a recyclable box for a sex toy. That's what one of my friends told me to do. Mm. I never did. I haven't done it. I mean, part of the reason I haven't done it is because I'm lazy Um, and I just can't be bothered. I keep forgetting the boxes there, honestly. Uh, but I do need to get rid of it at some point because at some point I'm going to want to move my bed and people are going to be in my room because I'm going to get unlucky and they're all going to be like, hey, what's this box? And you're going to be like, well, at least the used toy isn't in the box, ladies and gentlemen. This is cardboard. Yeah, true. True, <laughs> true, true, true. True, true, true. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Where do you keep your sex toys? Everyone should tell us where they keep them. You can hit us up at thenaughtyroodshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. Um, that is all anonymous, but as well, you can always just hit us up on any of our socials. We are at Naughty Root Sin on a lot of things. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Those are the ones. Those are the things. We're just closing up here for the night. Hey. Yes, we've been Zach and Tammy. Well, I mean, we still are, but we've been <laughs> Zach and Tammy with you, and we're not going to be with you anymore. Yeah, which Until is very sad, but... Sometime in the future, at least. Or if you're exactly. listening to the podcast, you can just listen to us again. Just keep listening to us. <laughs> On if repeat, baby. If you're listening to the podcast, we exist as long as you keep listening. As soon as you finish listening to the episode, we're gone. <laughs> we no longer cease to exist. <laughs> Wait, is it no longer cease no, it's or just, we, we cease? We cease. Wow. It's either we no longer exist or we cease to exist. Mm. Otherwise, you're doubling your negatives. And we are positive here, so we don't like that. <laughs> but we are negative for STDs. What a show, honestly. What a, what, a, what a couple of hours. We've had some banging topics, and I mean that in every sense of the word. We spoke about sex toys again, which we haven't done for a while. Yeah, and we got to be a little bit more... Naughty and rude. Naughty and rude with it, which is great. I taught Tammy some wonderful new words, and she taught me some wonderful new words, mm. such as vabbing, which is still a concept that I don't believe exists. And I promise you it exists. It's a whole wide world, baby, but... Ugh. It sure is. It sure is. <laughs> Does it work, I think, is the real question. It's the question we don't have the answers to, unfortunately. Mm. You might have to ask medical professionals because we aren't medical professionals. <laughs> anyway, you should stay in touch with the show. Stay in touch with us. You can hit up at Naughty Root Sin on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Or you can ask us a question anonymously 
through our Tumblr, which is thenaughtyroadshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. You don't need an account, so you have no excuse. Uh, go do it right now. Right <laughs> now. You have no excuses. You must ask us a question. This is, I am not asking you. I am telling you what to do. Look, I'm going to say no. It doesn't have to be a question. They can just tell true, us anything. True, <laughs> true. I take it back. You don't have to ask us a question. You do have to tell us something. Even if you just say hi, do it. We want someone to say hi to We're lonely. I just want stories. Yeah, tell stories, actually. I just stories want stories. Tell us stories. Tell us experiences. Tell us where you keep your sex toys, because um, we need ideas. Actually, I need <laughs> ideas. Tell me how to dispose of my sex toy boxes, please, because mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to do that. That's <laughs> They've fine. been sitting in my room for like a year. They're it's part a problem of the, for another day. They're part of the furniture now. Just get involved <laughs> with the show. And if you are listening to this live, catch the podcast as well. All of our previous shows are up there. You can catch out some of our interviews. We spoke with Tim Hutton, a youth lawyer or an outreach lawyer from Youth Law. We also spoke with the absolutely amazing band Love Boner. We spoke to Chris and Laura. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal people. We've made some phenomenal tunes. We're going to have some more interviews coming up soon. We're going to have the interview with Scroll up there. And we're going to have another interview next week. Should I tell them who should I tell them who we're speaking to next week? I think I should. I think you should. We spoke to Sarah from the band Apricot Inc. We played one of their songs a couple weeks ago, Call Me Good, which I described at the time as the kinkiest song we have played on the show, and I think its reputation holds. Uh, so oh. we spoke about that and it was a wonderful time, but you'll hear that next week. Just stay tuned to the podcast feed for all those wonderful, wonderful interviews, and thanks to all those wonderful, wonderful people for coming out. <laughs> and thank you, Jamie. And thank you, Zach. You're very welcome.